Big Red Bench, Saturday and Sunday from 6pm, Cork's Red FM. Delighted to say that uh, once again I'm joined by Colm Cronin of the Irish NFL Show as another new NFL season is upon us. Colm, thanks a million for joining us on the Big Red Bench. I was happy to chat to you, Aidan. As you said, we're getting very close now to the start of the season, so properly excited about it all getting going again. Exactly, as uh, I think uh, two or three weeks now until till it all kicks off. Uh, I suppose before we get into looking at the teams and the contenders, um, sometimes we have some rule changes at the start of a season. Have we anything new to look out for this year? There are some minor tweaks um, that that law was take place, and the owners, uh, as you know, these billionaires, they get to decide as well where the emphasis goes. But the biggest rule change actually won't come in until the postseason, because um, you know, listeners may be familiar, or you yourself might have watched the end of the Kansas City Chiefs against the Bills last year. And the Bills, uh, you know, uh, had, had the opportunity, I suppose, with 13 seconds to go to, to win it. Then it goes into overtime and they never got the opportunity to have the ball. That I, has culminated because there had been calls for this for a long time to a change in the overtime playoff rules. So essentially, both teams will now get the opportunity to have at least one possession unless the, uh, the kicking team ends up getting uh, a defensive safety against their opponent. Otherwise, both teams will get the op uh, opportunity to at least have their offense on the field. And uh, then I suppose whoever has uh, the, the most points at that point will, will be the winner. Otherwise, um, it continues on. I think that's probably the, the biggest change. And I think people will be pleased about that because especially when you get into the postseason, I don't think people want to see it like maybe, you know, if it was uh, a week 16 or 17 game against two teams who, you know, are maybe mid-table. But uh, in the postseason, and you want to see the best teams get the opportunity. So that that is the, the biggest change. Um, as I said, we'll see in terms of taunting, whether that's again a point of emphasis. It was last year and some of the calls were ridiculous. Obviously, roughing the passer in terms of the quarterback is something that has come up over the last few years. We'll see how that is interpreted. It won't be really until we get going into week one, week two, that we'll understand exactly how those will be interpreted this season. All right. Um, I suppose yeah, it eliminates that kind of you know big playoff games being decided by a time toss. Essentially, what we've had for for so long. So yeah, uh, certainly a positive step. I would imagine most fans would agree. Um, knuckling down into it, then uh, we've ten new head coach appointments, uh, five rookies. Um, who were the most interesting appointments this year? Yeah, a couple of really interesting appointments. To, to me, I suppose there, there are kind of three people. Um, two of them are guys who are going for their, their second time around. So Josh McDaniels had a kind of spectacular failure in Denver about a decade ago. And um, then he left the Colts waiting at the altar famously a few years ago. Now he's at, at the Raiders. They have a fantastic, um, certainly on offense, a fantastic roster. You could certainly argue that Renfro, Waller and Adams are the, the best three in terms of pass catchers in the league but he's kind of in the last chance saloon after what happened obviously look he was a brilliant mind uh, with Tom Brady and the Patriots so I'm really interested to see what he does Dennis Allen with the the Saints is the other the Saints moving on from Sean Payton and Drew Brees so I'm interested to see what Dennis Allen can do in his second go round he um, was with the, the Raiders previously and it really didn't work there but obviously he 
he's grown, he's learned. The Saints, you have to say questions around the Q, QB, but it's a pretty strong roster outside of that. So those are the two guys who have they learned from the past. Can they get better this time around? The the new guy who stands out to me um, is Mike McDaniel with the Dolphins, a guy who was kind of wedded at the hip to Kyle Shanahan for the last decade or so. He went with Kyle um, from Washington, uh, the Browns, the Falcons and the 49ers. He's a brilliant offensive mind. He's very different in terms of um, his coaching style, even his personality from most coaches in the league. We're seeing a new generation of coaches uh, come through Sean McVay, um, Brendan Staley at the Chargers. Mike McDaniel is even a little bit different from those. He was talking about the Yeezy launch, uh, how he missed out in, in terms of getting his uh, his sneakers. And he the, even how he talks in interviews is, is very different from the likes of your Bill Belichick. He is a brilliant offensive mind. He's brought guys in there to the Dolphins. They had a, a pretty solid um, defense over the last couple of years. They've struggled offensively. It's a big season for Tua. I think, it, you know, they've put the pieces in place in terms of that O-line, in terms of the run game. Tua should be, if is ever going to do it, it should be this season. I'm really intrigued to see what Michael McDaniel can do there. Todd Bowles, I suppose as well, um, is a very positive appointment in terms of he's uh, another uh, black coach where, where there's so few in, in the NFL and in the history of the NFL. And uh, also just interesting from the fact that this could be a great success. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, kudos to to BA Brazarians who did a great job in terms of ensuring diversity on his staff. A guy who always promoted that, a guy who brought in female coaches as well. So um and, and recognized, I suppose, what that would bring to the team in terms of that diversity. Um BA then I suppose wanted to give Todd Bowles the best possible opportunity to succeed. Um I think in, in Todd Bowles and in Byron Leftwich, you had two coordinators who were calling all their own plays. Uh, I mean BA talked about that um, constantly. His job was maybe to tell them to be a little bit more aggressive at times. That was just his coaching style. But, um, you know, they had, the Bucks have a fantastic roster. They have Tom Brady, even if he went on holiday there for um, a week, a week and a half, which was an interesting one. I have some injuries on the O-line, but you would expect Todd Bowles, I think, you know, in, in his previous stints, um, he he was mistreated, I, I would say, by the Jets. I thought he did a, a really good job there. I mean, an organization that has struggled over the last few decades. So I, I think he will be a very solid appointment for the Bucs. Uh, looking at the NFC, then we'll take the two divisions uh, separately. Uh, let's talk about who are the biggest challengers this year in the NFC. Well, we just talked about the Bucks, and look, anytime you have Tom Brady, you're going to be there or thereabouts. The receiving talent they have is, is just ridiculous. When you're bringing in Julio Jones and he's probably the fourth guy, um, but he's there if somebody goes down, that tells you kind of the depth that they have at receiver and they have some fantastic um talent in the in on the defensive side of the the ball as well. The Green Bay Packers will be interesting because this should be possibly the best defense that um, Aaron Rodgers has ever had. But the wide receivers and um, the tight ends, questions. They're very young. They're very raw. Can they take the step up? Now, elite QBs make wide receivers and tight ends look better. Peyton Manning certainly got a whole host of guys, got paid over the year. Eric Decker, uh, Julius Thomas, who looked amazing when they were Peyton Manning, went elsewhere. Suddenly that production um dropped off but 
for the the Packers, it will be interesting to see um, can they gel on offense. But certainly they they'll be there or thereabouts. The issue for the Packers, you know, the last um, under um, Matt Lafleur, they've been thirteen and three every year. They're incredible in the regular season. They have struggled, um, obviously, in the the championship game. Um, or or at the the final hurdle to the the championship game, so that's where they need to improve. They feel that defense, also their special teams, has to be better. I mean, that was a calamity last year, and it ultimately it cost them in that loss to the 49ers. So they've made changes there, and the Rams um, would be the other who would stand out. They bring an awful lot of the guys back. They will miss Von Miller. I think certainly when it gets to the postseason, um, having Von Miller and Aaron Donald was, I think, key to them winning the, the Super Bowl. I really like the, what they have done. They lost Andrew Whitworth on the line. Incredible experience there. Um, they Eric Weddle came off the street last year and he was kind of the the green dot, as it's called, the guy who was calling the the plays um, on on the field. So they brought in Bobby Wagner. Now Bobby Wagner might be the force that he was when he was one, one of the absolute elite guys in the league, but his leadership is is phenomenal. So I really like that move, and I think that they will certainly be there or thereabouts. Those would be the three teams I think right now. Look, there will be a surprise, but those are the three yeah. as I sit here today in the NFC uh, side of things. Who are who? Who do you think will provide that surprise then in the NFC this year? Uh, for me, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. I really like what the Eagles have done. When you consider that last year, they and granted they had an easy schedule, but going in um, in mid-November to Denver against Vic Fangio and a much vaunted defense, Vic Fangio challenged um, Jaden Hurts to beat him, and, and he did. And that kind of put them on a run, and they made it to the playoffs. And under a first-year rookie head coach with um, a quarterback who it was his first season starting in the league, and um, I think that was impressive now yeah it was they you saw what happened in the playoffs but they have taken steps this season to um this offseason to address that aj brown is a huge signing for them you would have to to say done a really nice job in the the draft um they had some issues last year uh, around get, the pass rush of getting to opposing qbs brought on hassan reddick um who which should make a difference so to me when you look at teams and the holes that they had going in you know uh, to the off season the eagles have addressed each and every one of those that's not to say they'll you know they they will win the super bowl it will come down to can and hurts take that next step but i think if you were looking for a team that put uh, a qb in the best possible position to succeed the eagles are it howie's done a fantastic howie roseman the general manager has done a fantastic job and aj brown Devontae smith as your one two um i think the eagles will be serious business they're good in the trenches both on the o-line and the the d-line so i would expect the eagles to be very good and never rule out the san francisco 49ers when kyle shanahan is involved um a he he can make magic happen a lot will depend for them on trey lance gave up the farm in order to to get him to bring him in if he can show you know um what a, a star they think he is in a kyle shanahan system they will always be be there or thereabouts so those would be my my two surprises maybe on the the nfc side you haven't mentioned a certain team and I really hope you're not going to mention it. The next question, who do you think is going to struggle in the NFC this year? Uh, for me, there's probably the the two guys, two teams who who I think will struggle are the, the Bears. Um, I think they... For, 
they had to change everything um, this this off season, but they didn't have a, a whole lot to, to work with. Um, their O-line was awful last year. And I, I just talked about the Eagles and they put Jalen Hurts in the best possible position to succeed. The Bears are the antithesis of that. They have really hung Justin Fields out to, to dry. They lost Alan Robinson, um, who has gone to the Rams. They have issues on the O-line. Um, it's, it's very difficult. It, it, it seems unfair on, on Justin Fields. I think he's going to be running for his life for, for most of the season. Um, he's a very talented young guy, but you really want to put young guys in uh, a position to succeed at the quarterback position. So I, I think the Bears will struggle. They didn't have cap flexibility. Um, it, it will be next year, I think, before they can do. They're also talking about potentially um, looking to trade um, the the O-line guy um, they brought in last year. That's never a good sign. So they would be a team I, I do think will struggle. I expect as well, you know, I mean, the, the Vikings, I think, will be better than they were last year, which will make things tougher in the, the division for the Bears and also the Lions. So they're definitely one. The other is the the Seattle Seahawks. Um, they just, they, I mean, um, a, a local uh, reporter there uh, was saying that Geno Smith versus Drew Locke is the worst quarterback battle um, that there has ever been. As a Denver Broncos fan, I might say Trevor Simeon ver, uh, versus Paxton Lynch was worse. But yeah, certainly um, the, the Seahawks, it, you know, it, it's kind of a strange one to me that they haven't brought somebody in. Now we're recording this, Jimmy Garoppolo could come in, which would make a lot more sense because they actually spent draft capital capital finally on O-line guys um, but they don't have a QB so I'm, I'm a little bit surprised I do think that could be a real issue for for the, the Seahawks in terms of I don't think they're fantastic on the, the defensive side but it's really difficult to understand why Pete Carroll at 70 years of age is going with um, Geno Locke or uh, Geno Locke yeah they're a combination they're, they're, they're so similar Geno Smith or Drew Locke uh, as his QB well, I'm just happy you didn't mention the New York Giants there in the, in the third part. But of course, with a, a new head coach as well, a rookie head coach, how do you think the Giants will get on this year? Selfishly, I'm going to throw them in there and get your, get your um, thoughts on them. We were very fortunate to get to, to speak to Joe Shane and interview him. He's very, very smart. And um, him him and Dable, I think, will work to, well together. I I think the unfortunate thing is Thibodeau, I, from what I understand, is likely to miss the first month now, which is really unfortunate um, because he would have been huge for them. I like what they've done in terms of um, kind of trying to shore up the O-line. I think it's probably come too late for Daniel Jones, right? And Mara said rightly that we've done everything over the past three years to mess this kid up. And I think, yeah, that that certainly is the case. I think they have looked to address it. Um, Dave Gettleman was an awful GM. There, there's no two ways around that. And Joe Shane's hands were, were tied a little bit when he came in. So to me, I suppose this is a rebuilding year for, for the Giants. Um, I, I don't, they, they're in a, a division which I don't think will be very strong. So I think that helps them a little bit, which probably puts them in a tier above the Bears and the Seahawks for me. I'm not expecting big things, but I think they'll be a lot more solid than they were under Joe Judge. Moving on to the AFC then, um, like we like we did with the NFC, let's go through first of all who the, the, the best teams are, the best place teams, I suppose, to go and challenge this year. 
Yeah, well, as we sit here today, the best team uh, should be the Buffalo Bills. They uh, came so close last year, 13 seconds, as we said, it could have all been so different. And they looked like the Eagles. They looked to address a lot of the issues that they had over the course of the offseason. So they have brought in help at running back. They've brought in Von Miller as a huge signing and which paid dividends in the, the postseason, certainly, because that's where sacks are pivotal. Um Josh Allen is just phenomenal. He's just a brilliant, brilliant quarterback. Um, their secondary is, is strong. Um, I, I think the the only issue, obviously, I think with the the Bills is probably it just you want to see more from the running game. But as I said, they have brought people in, and you want to see them get a bit stronger against the run. They kind of invite teams to run at them a little bit and that's their their way of going about it. But they need to ensure that they they don't give up too much against the run. But the Bills will definitely be there or thereabouts. And for me, then it's two AFC West teams after the Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs. As long as Andy Reid is around, uh, the Chiefs will be there or thereabouts. We obviously talk about Kyle Shanahan and his scheme, but Andy Reid, Big Red, is up there with everybody. Absolute nailed on Hall of Famer in the future never had a losing season it doesn't seem to matter who is the the QB but it helps when they have one of the best in the business in Patrick Mahomes I think it'll be different this year it'll it'll look different because Tyreek Hill has moved on but I think what you were seeing last year was teams were adjusting and, and forcing the um, Chiefs to, to play in a way that they really didn't they didn't want to um, and probably weren't set up personnel wise to do. So I think they deliberately made a decision to move on from Tyreek. And I think you will see the Chiefs look to dictate the game plan to the opposition. This is a league, the NFL is a league where it's like a chess, you know, when uh, a team makes a move, another team responds. Um, I think that the Chiefs will react to the way in which defense is set up against them last year and I would be confident Andy Reid can scheme um, with yeah, with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I, I think they will be there or thereabouts. And the other is the LA Chargers. The the Chargers made some really nice moves in the, the offseason. They already had Herbert. Um, I think they put really nice pieces uh, around him um, on defense. They should be really strong. The concern around the Chargers is um, it's a bit almost like Mayo. They're, they're a little bit cursed, you know. I mean, you go back to 20 2010 and famously number one on offense, number one on defense, last in terms of special teams. And that's ultimately what cost them. Um, They have to show that they're better against the run this year. That was their big issue last year. Teams were able to just run all over them. But I do really like what they have done. And I I think it's a little bit of of now or never. Um, I'm not absolutely sold on Mike Williams and and Keenan Allen. um, But I I think there's enough talent amongst the rest of the roster for the Chargers to be right there in the AFC. Who might spring a surprise then? For me, it's the Colts. I think that the Colts are a really strong roster. I, I, in fairness to Chris Ballard, um, who again, another guy we were fortunate to speak to, super smart, um, hasn't had the easiest time uh, with the Colts, given Andrew Luck um, had to uh, retire or decided to to retire, um, depending on your viewpoint. Um, definitely the Luck podcast is worth listening to as well as an aside. But I think they've massively upgraded on quarterback by bringing in Matt Ryan or, um, you know, Carson Wentz just absolutely melted down last year and I think that's ultimately what what cost them I really like the rest of the roster they have Jonathan Taylor running back they have a really strong O-line they um, brought in some guys um, to give them more up front in terms of a pass rush and the secondary should be reasonably strong 
had a major injury um, yesterday at, at the time of recording in terms of their punter, which is somewhat disappointing. Special teams, I think, would be the concern around the, the Colts. But I think with, with Matt Ryan, I still think he's got a year or two left. And uh, I think that they uh, will retake the AFC South. It's a division they haven't won since 2014. I think they'll um, win that. And I think once you get into the playoffs, you know, you, you're always in with a shot. Who do you think is going to struggle to perform then in the FC this year? The this might might be surprised that I could well end up with egg in my face, but I think the New England Patriots, who were the juggernaut for for so long, but this has a feeling a little bit of Manchester United, um, you know, post Fergie. Um, obviously, Bill Belichick is there, but without Brady, um, without Josh McDaniels now, um, they they just it, you look at the roster and and you just don't see it. And yeah, Bill Belichick has always been able to, you know, make average players look better um but on both sides of the ball it's very difficult to see um where they score enough points and where they get the takeaways that they they need and um i just think that the bills are so strong i think the dolphins should be better i think that will make life really difficult i i actually think mac jones is, is a good qb um and and the the system i but i just think that the patriots overpaid in the off season last year and i think some of that is coming home to to roost with bill belichick you know you you they, they'll They'll be competitive, but you saw last year that a couple of the the losses, particularly against the the Bills, were stuff we had never seen before. The Bills didn't have to punt in that game. Um, every single drive ended in a score, and that's stuff that never happened under Bill Ch- Belichick before, which tells you we're in a little bit of a, a new era. And that, to me, is one of the reasons the Patriots um, will struggle. The other is um, the New York Jets, and that'll probably ease the pain for the Patriots a little bit because Bill Belichick does not. Not like the Jets, um, but to, to me, um, you know, Zach Wilson is is a, a QB who divides opinions. Certainly, um, the preseason last year he looked incredible, and then in the regular season he just didn't look good. And it, it's kind of a shame because I, I like a lot of what the Jets did in the off season. I thought they were, they drafted really well. I thought they brought guys in, but to lose Beckton and to lose Zach Wilson for four or six weeks and you know how, how is he going to come back will will the knee be be solid i i'm somebody as a broncos fan i've seen joe flacco up close he he's just not the answer and, and we're even further on from from joe flacco now and uh, and given that they're you know again in a division with the bills with the dolphins and with a stacked afc i just think it's going to be very very difficult for the jets um, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, of course, uh, runners-up in the Super Bowl uh, in, in 2022. Um, how do you think they will get on this year, I suppose? Is it it's the first time in such a long, long time that they've probably gone into the season with expectation and having to back up a performance from the season before? Exactly. And it's very difficult to to repeat. I mean, they were the surprise package last year. I think they took people by, by surprise. I like a lot of what the Bengals have done, um, but they are in, I suppose, uh, in the AFC in a conference that is so stacked in terms of quarterbacks. Um, you know, Jesse Bates signed his um, franchise tag, which is really important because he is a brilliant safety. Um, I do like, um, you know, some, some of the moves they have made on their, their defense. They have 
totally altered up the O-line. And that was one of the issues last year, certainly, was sh- the sheer number of sacks. Now, Joe Burrow's play, and he's talked about it himself, he's always going to probably take more sacks than, um, you know, the average quarterback. He thinks that it's worthwhile in terms of hanging on to the ball, trying to see if a play will develop in the right situation. But he got hit more than 50 times. Um, You know, he got sacked more than 50 times. You just can't take that sort of punishment. And they needed to protect their QB. So they have made uh, moves there. They're, they too are in a very competitive division. I think the the Bengals w- will, will get to the playoffs. I just, it's difficult for me to see them um, being able to surprise maybe the the Chiefs or the Bills um, in the postseason in the way in which they they did, but they will be they will be there given the trio that they have. Um, in terms of receiving talent, um, they will certainly be there or thereabouts. Who have you picked out as the most exciting rookie to keep an eye on this year? Yeah, it's funny, we were just talking about the Bengals and last year, Jamar Chase, um, all throughout the offseason, the preseason, we heard about the drops, the drops. Oh, Jamar Chase and a different size ball. It's going to be totally different. And then he was absolutely incredible last year. Um, and Micah Parsons is a player who, you know, when he was drafted by the, the Cowboys, you know, a lot of maybe concerns around him. And then, oh, the Cowboys are going to use him in different ways. And those two guys were absolutely the standout rookies last year. So, um, there could well be a surprise, but to me, I suppose the the the, the players who stand out the, the most, George Pickens is my guy that I'm going to be really interested in seeing how he does. He could be an absolute superstar from day one, or he could end up um, being out of the league kind of by week six. You don't know. He he is um, he's very much an enigma, but he has incredible talent. Um, I, some people may have seen the, the video of him just pushing over a, a Seahawks. Um, uh, defender in one of the the preseason games. He's not going to be bullied. He's not going to be intimidated. You're not going to be able to um, kind of you know you you maybe brutalize him out of a game because he's just so big and strong. And I think when I look at the Steelers and I look at their other receivers, he's a guy who could well become wide receiver one um, by by the midpoint of the, the season. So I think he he'd be really good. Sky Moore with the the Chiefs again. We talked about Andy Reid. Talked about his offensive um, acumen. So Sky Moore should be good. And then I suppose on the defensive side of things, um, Aiden Hutchinson. Um, with the the Lions, a guy who you know many people felt could and should have gone number one overall. Um, we've seen the the Lions on hard knocks. Um, we've we've seen him do um, his uh, party piece. Really interested to see what he can do on the field. And then, um, you know, I, I I've obviously been a bit harsh on the Jets earlier. Sauce Gardner should be outstanding as a rookie cornerback. Derek Stingley, um, with the Texans, um, should be a bright spot. I there's, I don't see too many bright spots for the Texans. But I think Derek Singley Jr. could absolutely be one. Um, he certainly has the potential. Can he live up to it? And from an Irish perspective, Aiden, James McCourt, he signed yesterday with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is currently the only kicker on the, the roster. He is a guy, um, he's very, very smart. And um, I think he might be the, the first Irishman to play in the NFL in 37 years. That's definitely one to keep an eye on from an Irish perspective. He spent the the off season with the the Chargers. The Chargers signed him as an undrafted free agent after the uh, after the draft. Um, the expectation really was that he he was never likely to to win that competition, but he was going to get enough on tape to show what he could do. And I think that's the important thing that people need to to realize. Maybe is. Um, 
sometimes say Will Lutz, who is a phenomenal kicker for the Saints, he was he was um, with the Ravens. He was never going to beat out Justin Tucker, but he got enough on tape that the Saints took a chance at him. And now he is their kicker full time. He's he's absolutely outstanding. Um, and there there are numerous kind of other examples. Um, Graham Gano with the, the Giants spent time elsewhere. There's lots of different examples, I suppose, of guys who have gone to camp and then ended up elsewhere and had a great career. Yeah, I think though the the last let's say the last Irish I think the last Irish player in the NFL was Neil O'Donoghue. Was he a kicker with the Bucks? I think. Yes, uh, yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah, that, that that's right. You're you're going back um, to to the eighties, um, and he had a, a ten year career and. Um, finished up um, so it it would be great I mean we've got some kickers coming through got some punters coming through we've seen guys come through in the in the college game um, the NFL are, themselves are kind of committed to the international player pathway um, so it's going to be really really interesting to to see what might develop um, but to see the tricolor on the back of a helmet in the NFL would certainly be a, a, a nice uh, highlight uh, of the 2022 season Absolutely. Even just even even if you get out there once or twice in the whole season, you'd be you'd be happy to see that. Um, is there any is there any blockbuster trades that people who you know might only actually tune in come the first game week? Is there any blockbuster trades that we might have missed out on over the the off season? Or in your opinion, what are the most interesting and and the biggest trades uh, heading into the new year? The, the biggest one is, is Russell Wilson, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, to, to have a Super Bowl winning um, quarterback traded is, it's very rare. Um, I mean, uh, traditionally, it, they, it only happens if, if a QB hits free free agency and there can be a number of reasons. Peyton Manning, it was coming off injury and they drafted Andrew Luck. Um, Tom Brady, they've, they felt the Patriots wrongly, obviously, that he was getting older and I suppose his relationship with Bill Belichick. But to actually be traded is an interesting one. And we talked about the Seahawks haven't replaced him as yet. Um, I, I, it will be very interesting to see how R- Russell Wilson does. He's come across into the Broncos. They have their own rookie head coach. Um, you know, how will his system marry with Russell, what Russell Wilson wants to do? He certainly will have uh, weapons there. They certainly have a good um, duo of running backs um, but that is the the piece that will be really interesting now he comes in to a division that is absolutely stacked at quarterback um, so it, that, that's something to, to keep an eye on um, but Russell Wilson going and he I suppose everybody kind of knows Russell Wilson what he's capable of so for him to move teams is really the the biggest trade we talked about AJ Brown that would those would be my, my big two um, but Russell Wilson um, playing against Seattle on the first uh, weekend of the new season that's one to keep an eye on yeah, you, you couldn't have written that script really like I wonder what the what the handshake will be like between himself and uh, Pete Carroll yeah they certainly the, the comments from Seattle since he's left haven't um haven't been, um, you know, very complimentary towards uh, Russell Wilson. So, yeah, I'm very interested to see the reaction he'll get both from the GM, the head coach and the, the fans there in uh, in Seattle. Let's quickly just go through maybe an M- MVP candidate that you, you think could really stand out this year, one that might be taking home uh, some big accolades. 
Yeah, look, the, the, the top two would be Herbert and Josh Allen. Um, you know, both, both of those we talked about, the, the Bills and the Chargers. But maybe a surprise name, uh, Aiden, might be Kirk Cousins. Um, he's very polarizing. He's a guy who gets paid an awful lot of money. Um, but he, uh, we've learned, I suppose, over this offseason that him and Zimmer absolutely hated each other as previous head coach. And when a quarterback and a head coach uh, not only don't get on, but actively um, despise each other, that is never a recipe for success. He now has in Kevin O'Connell a new head coach, very smart, from the Sean McVay coaching tree, a guy who worked with him um, previously uh, at Washington. Um, and so to me, uh, Cousins is is a guy who, he has Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen is supposed to be playing really, really well. And the other thing to keep an eye on is if the Vikings are there or thereabouts, their final six opponents are the Jets, Lions, Coles, um, Packers and Bears outside of the Packers. That's a pretty nice schedule to, to finish off the, the season. So keep an eye on, on Kirk Cousins. Um, if he if he is ever to to, I suppose, live up to that guaranteed money, that should be this year. Finally, then if you were to pick one name, if you were to if you were to put a tenor down, uh, who's gonna take home the Super Bowl? For, for me, I, I'll say that the um, I suppose the conference championships I think will be the Bills against the Chargers and the the Rams against the Packers um, right now. And I, having seen the Bills in in preseason, I think that they're probably have more in depth than the the Chargers so I would say the Bills are justifiably favourites for the the Super Bowl but we know so much can happen I mean this time last year nobody would have predicted um, that the Bengals would get to the the Super Bowl the year that the Eagles won it and when they beat the the Patriots with the Philly special nobody thought the Eagles were going to win a Super Bowl that, that, uh, that year your own Giants surprised people um you know a couple of times so there will be a surprise uh absolutely undoubtedly that surprise may fall in the the conference championship game but the bills have been building this for the last few years they have the superstar qb they have the wide receivers they have digs gabe davis looks absolutely fantastic um they have the depth there to deal with um injuries like shorter term injuries certainly if they get a long-term injury all bets are off but for me um, yeah, I, I think you're going to probably see the Bills against the the Packers. Uh, you know, I'll go out on a limb, but I think the the Bills will finally end um, decades and decades yeah. of of heartbreak to lift the the Vince Lombardi Trophy. I think any any fans of the Sopranos might know a little bit about the the Bills' uh, hardship over the over the years in Super Bowls. <laughs> Yeah, it is um, to go to to four of them back to back and and lose, you know, each and every one. Um, it, it's a, a franchise unlike any other. Bills Mafia is known for being an incredibly passionate uh, fan base. I think, honestly, even as a fan of another team, they deserve um, a, a Super Bowl. You you would enjoy seeing them do it. And hey, if Von Miller was to get a third ring, well, that would only help further cement his status as a legendary pass rusher in the game. Absolutely. Well, Colm, that was very comprehensive. Uh, thanks again for giving uh, giving up your time. And uh, like we said, if you want to hear more from Colm and the guys on the Irish NFL show, head on over to their Twitter and uh, we'll put plenty of links up on Twitter uh, for you to go and follow them up. Colm, thanks a million. Thanks, Aidan. Always enjoy chatting to you. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m.